essentially the spitting version of Pod. Before Pod was even a thought. Well, in the timeline of this. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, in, in, in the game, she's like one of the good characters who can play and everything. But that's her background. Um, and she like, basically she gets caught up in like, because she has a big mouth, she bounces back and forth from both of the street gangs and neither of them trust her because like when one gets mad at her she'll go to the other one and hang out at their place and then when they get mad at her the other one forgets and she'll go hang out at theirs (laughs) she's a typical teenager right um but
that when I read it, it was like a whirlwind reading it. And like I said, like my cousin gives me like when he would tell me about the rest of them, it would be like an abridged version. Okay, yeah. So that is one of the twins. Okay. So tell us. So you know, I like my being in a cursed little realm of my own, right? Yeah. So. I've spent last night and part of today watching the holiday special that no one talks about and no one wants to claim. <laughs> and it's so easy to find because no one's going to copyright strike it because no one wants to claim it. It's great. Not even George Lucas. He wants all the copies burned. And I'm like, <laughs> I saw an interview with Mark Hamill basically, like someone asked him why they went on it and no one wants to acknowledge it. That was, that's like the one thing he's like allowed to talk about that Disney will let him talk about about the movies when he goes on to things, right? <laughs> because Disney doesn't want anything to do with it either. And it's just a lot of money. <laughs> they offered money and we didn't have to do anything else. <laughs> but yeah, go on, sorry. I love it. I mean, it's so beyond curse. It is terribly, terribly curse. Literally, the first ten minutes, it's just Chewie's family. <laughs> it's Chewie's family talking amongst themselves, like, being worried, like, where Han and Chewie are, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's no subtitles. Originally, there was, but they were removed, because, like, that would, that takes away from, like, the Wookiee's language. But now, like, we're just sitting here listening to these Wookiees. <laughs> Wait, it's great. It's terrible, but it's great. Wait, they don't speak Galactic Basic? Oh, okay. I said this. showed me, maybe it was dubbed, but they were, like, speaking English. It was, oh my god, it was awful. Yeah. Like, it was, like, hot, but it was, like, this should not happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just, just them like doing their Wookiee like language. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. For, for ten minutes straight. It's just that. It's just that. Oh my god. It is crazy. It's so good. I'm like mm-hmm. anyway. So like the whole plot is um Han and Chewie are trying to get back to Chewie's family. Mm-hmm. Um her life day, I think. Oh, it, that's like the Star Wars version of Christmas. Like their Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, they're running into issues with the Empire, as they do. Yeah. So that's like one thought. Yeah. They're in the Millennium Falcon doing their thing. <laughs> and they keep cutting between those two and <laughs> Chewie's family in their house, in their treehouse. He still has his fan, like, canonically. They were around for most of the story. I don't know. They're barely in any stories. She's got a wife and kid while well, he's in the rebellion. LOL. <laughs> I, okay, I thought that was funny, too, because in A Princess and a Scoundrel, Han basically tells him, oh, when I go on my honeymoon with Leia, you take care of the ship and go back and visit your family? And I was, like, confused. I was like, Okay, I know, like, in different time periods he did, but what the fuck? 
okay, that's like very random. Just throwing that into the the book, like, oh, you've been fighting. Go home. Lupa and Mala is is that his wife and kids? Name? Yeah, uh, Mala's his wife, and his, like in the special, his father, his name is Itchy. So it's like, it's, oh my god, he's it got these names. <laughs> and then there's Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, Chewie. Oh my god. That, that sounds about right, though. Yeah, that checks out, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but basically... True. But, um... And it's, it's, the, the whole special is kind of like a variety with show. Yeah. Like, it has a... Like, it's just a variety show type feel. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a very loose plot that somehow they roped in all, like, the main characters. There's, like, a whole animated part with Boba Fett. And it's so cursed. I, I took screenshots. Oh, that, like, we can post screenshots of what we're talking about. Yes. Of course. Um, afterwards, like, <laughs> I have a couple of really good screenshots from the animated section. It's just, the style of it is so, I've never seen it before, and it's very cursed. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed. Quick question. In the timeline of everything. It's so good. No. Sorry. Um. So, in the timeline of everything, is it after New Hope, or, like, when is it? Okay, I think Ahsoka wanted to say hi to you guys. Um, where is it in the timeline of the original trilogy, does it say? Um, I don't know. It came out, like, in real life in 78, so I think it came out after A New Hope. Oh, okay, so, so it's... I don't know if that after a new hope. is after a new hope. Okay. But you wanting to say hi. Hi. Soka. <laughs> Everyone say hi, so Yes. <laughs> okay. Everyone said hi. Now you can go, okay? Got your your formal hello. So now you can go. Okay? Okay. <laughs> she has this thing if someone doesn't formally tell her hello, she will not leave you alone until you do. Yeah. But anyway, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> Anytime getting interrupted by a pupper is so fair. But um, yeah, no, it's basically a show. They got like celebrities and everyone. They got Jefferson Starship on here. <laughs> like, um, the band. Rabbit. White Rabbit, Jefferson Starship. Oh they, my god. They just, they show up as like a little holographic band. <laughs> hmm. And like perform a song, and then it just like cuts back to the plot. And, like, the, the whole thing is just like that. <laughs> it will just cut to, like, little bursts. Of, it's like a musical. It's like the most cursed musical ever. When I say I want a Star Wars musical, I don't mean this. It's <laughs> not what I, I mean. No. Oh, my God. So, like, Jefferson's Starship, like, making the music for the musical would be great. It would just be <laughs> the cursedness of everything else. Light the sky on fire. 
what they put Like, I guess, that, but maybe that was, like, the popular song at the time for them. Like, there's people. For Martha is canon as uh, a relatively recent cookbook. Okay. Um, I think you and Daddy should pick that up and go make a bunch of food from it. Yeah. Just saying. I think they were... now whatever it was it's hers <laughs> okay Starship on. No, literally. Why? <laughs> the thing popular 
himself busy, right? And he tur- and he goes to his little his little screen and turns on the animated section that has that features Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. And then I don't know. And I'm like, what is the, the Star Wars is holiday special? It's just really something everyone should gather.
the unfinished animated episodes that were fully watchable that season seven became, etc. They had to do whatever they could after TCW was canceled. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people were upset about it. Um, because of just how it ended was awful. And they, like, from what I've read, which who knows, like, they were basically being told almost every season that they needed to know how they were going to wrap it up because they didn't know how long that they were going to stay on air. Um, which is not something you really want to hear yeah. when you're Star Wars or anything. So when you're just like, like a writer on a show. That's not something you want to hear. Exactly. Um, so finish telling us about Life Day. Yeah. <laughs> 
like a curfew as opposed to she's like, get out, all of you. And she does a whole musical number. Oh. Good night, but not goodbye. Mm-hmm. And um, B. Arthur is the one who's, she's the performer. And I'm like, well, she's like one of the celebrity guest stars on this thing. Yeah. And apparently she did it because her at the time her son was like a huge fan of Star Wars. Sounds right, right? <laughs> Damn, I just love listening to Jizz. George was most perfectly thoughtful. Not smoking crack with not smoking crack. <laughs> Don't shut it up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so in our first episode, we talked about how he originally wanted to put Princess Leia in, like, a Tarzan bikini, because that would make her look more damsel and distress-like, and, and, like, I, from the pictures I saw, that it really looked like something out of Star Trek, and then he just decided it probably wouldn't get past any of, like, the ratings or anything, so they didn't go with it, so it wouldn't surprise me. It's the same night he was deciding that outfit that he was like, we should name music this. <laughs> so the, the the cantina band, she, hold on. I saw 
the youngest and Kale Longo the oldest. Um, then you have several of the people who are on the staff. There's one guy who is not really important, who's basically just, he's the nice guy who's like, I'm here, it's my job, right? I don't want to be mean to you. Just be behave, right? And then he has a little droid sidekick who like has adopted him called Wimbley. And then we have Jared, sorry, Jared Sartoris, who's a sociopath. Um, and he's a documented sociopath. Um, or just a variant. Yes. It is in no connection to the Black Moon virus. It's just a um, like an Easter egg for fans of the legends um, to connect them. But yeah, they are just people. Um, so then we have our um, doctor, Zahara Cody, and then her medical droid waits, or she she has a, a he has. He has a droid name, but she calls him Waste because the droid thinks it's endearing that it's like a nickname for a waste of space. And Han definitely another character definitely tells you in <laughs> like makes you aware of the joke. Um, and then the inmates are like a couple of the other people who aren't like one of them is Armis who's like a gang leader and the other one's Gat who's just like the he's, he's one of the people who was arrested by the Empire and was like I don't want to be here doc can I stay in the can I please stay in the med bay for a while <laughs> I'm totally sick um and yeah, so those are the characters. So if I say, like, um, like, the kids, that's Trey and Kale. And then if I'm, like, Jared is the sociopath or the doctor, that's who I'm talking about. Um, so it starts off with the kids. And the reason I say it's, like, a fan fiction written from, like, a voice perspective is this. <laughs> it sounds like the start of a fan picture. <laughs> so they um, basically start off talking about how they're um, this long-awaited trip, right, to the penal colony on some planet or whatever, right, and how the engine is, like, something they're they learn to dread, right? But it also is like down the road, it's like something that basically they have it's become habit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is it this page? Yes. Wikipedia. I don't want ads. Thank you. Um but anyway, so they're, they're like trying, like the brother is like, oh well, this deal we have to do this deal because our dad promised that we we're gonna make that he was gonna make this deal. He's not here anymore, right? Um, 
first reaction to going on board this ghost ship because apparently there it's rumored to be common in the empire right um it's this rumor that the empire discards ship all the ships all the time they don't want them there's something wrong with them they just leave them everyone gets on their ships and leaves so the only person worried about this is Jared, the sociopath um, <laughs> okay i'll get to that later um so he's the only one worried about this because everyone's like this is a routine thing it's normal rumors are true in the empire um so they finally prepare to go on the ship and, and when they get on it's dead silent it's that stereotypical when you in a horror movie nothing happening yet right it's dead silence so for anyone who just joined we're talking about death troopers for our uh, for Star Wars Day in our Legends Live. Um, so, basically, they are, like, it's sad. Like, any horror movie, nothing's happened yet. Like, it's the eerie side. for the story. Yeah. <laughs> and they have this feeling, because they're seeing, like, wreckage and whatnot from, um, from, something that has like attracted these other ships in the hangar in and they're like kind of destroyed on the outside like some predator has done this right like to the point that a sports speeder somehow like Caribbean sports speeder has been semi-destroyed almost <laughs> yeah yes um so like there's like evidence something is going on here right and it makes everyone uneasy but like the engineer's like you know there's nothing on our sensors there's no virus like like nothing's coming up right well they split up so half the crew goes that's like rule number one yeah and the other half goes another way. Jared's group goes another way to find the part they need, right? While a person from the same group splits from that group because he's bored, essentially, right? He's simply just bored. Um, yeah. And he comes upon the, like, medical lab, some sort of laboratory, right? where he doesn't quite know like what he sees at first because he just sees gelatinous black goo in this like right he gets a closer look because he gets this urge that he wants to draw it and all this stuff right because it's the first thing that he's had the urge to draw in a long time because all he is getting is um these He's basically just getting, um, what is that? He's getting, like, asked by his fellow, um, co-workers and troopers, um, like, drawings of women or their cars back home or their favorite machines or droids or whatever from back home, right? And he's tired of that. <laughs> so when he 
feeling, if not immediately, right? Um, yeah. I don't know, he dies. Who needs him? He's not the main character. Um, so then, they get the part they need, and they go back to the chef, Dave and Stalin, and everything. Everyone's falling ill from the party, one party that made it back. And they are not, like, they are super, super worried that they might have contracted something. Jared, the sociopath, is immune. He has no symptoms. He's just, like, really worried, like, something's wrong, right? Um, so, turns out, because, well, I won't get there yet. I'm not going to spoil it. He's, um... So, everyone gets sent to the med bay, and um, Dr. Cody has to deal with them, right? On top of her regular patients, and she's worried that her regular patients are going to get worried. If she sends them into the contamination bubble, then she eventually does, because one of them dies. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into detail, because, like, um, how they... With the virus, they die in a certain way because it's a virus. It's not like Night of the Living Dead that, um, like, they can die of natural causes. Yeah. Well, yeah. When it's already infected, much, yes, that can happen. But, like, the initial, um, like, the initial thing that makes the infection happen, it's more viral. So, it, they're, whenever someone's alive and they catch the virus, they die in a certain way from the virus, right, before they are reanimated. Um, so, he dies in a very gruesome fashion that is, that could be deemed as natural if they didn't know any better, because, like, everyone else who came back in the park had his symptoms before he died, right? So, because of that, they end up um, quarantining everyone, and she's like, and basically they all hate her, or they, they pretend to hate her because they got, she got their commander in trouble, which it seems like, hi, Minnie. Um, it seems more like um, that they have a crush on her because she's the only woman on the ship, and it's kind of like, you know that, like, school ground, like, crush, like, how, oh, you must like him so much because you're mean to him, right? Yeah. That's, that's their mindset of it. And so she's just, like, absolutely, like, you're my patient. I, I can't deal with this. Just right out of it. Exactly. And so she basically tells the warden, you need to get Jareth here, escorted here so he doesn't, like, get distracted. Yes, because if he does, everyone's going to be infected with whatever this is, right? He slightly gets distracted, but it's not its not too bad because basically the other store, his um, patrol basically keeps him like, you need to go to Med Bay now, like Warden says so, right? Um even though he's just like, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. And he gets there, and he thinks she has done something that is not, that too 
already because her silver medical droid is like, yeah, the bubble doesn't do anything. Your hazmat suit, I'm theorizing, doesn't do anything. And so she's taking all of like the hazmat suit, the safety, the PPE, all of that off, right? <laughs> all of it. And it's just like, I'm gonna help my patients no matter what. And so um, the droid is like, I have, I can make a vaccine because it looks like you are immune. And so they end up making an immunity vaccine and everything. And she's like, during this, Jareth goes up to the warden's office, finds out he's infected, right? Yeah. And like, he is on the verge of dying. And so he ends up, and so the, so the, so the warden is like taunting him. He's like, yeah, you've been on the list since before her. So it's not her, her fault. Like you've been on the watch list for a while now because you know, every stormtrooper does an evaluation on certain skills they're good at. So even though you're like, your um, questioning methods are in antiquated antiquated um yeah you you had some special skills that the empire like would you like to know them and so before he can answer he ends up shooting him and he's like i already know the answer like in the most unlike the unmost leading up way ever he's just like I know the answer. You don't have to tell me. And it's like, maybe the reader might want to know. Um, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, of course, any sane person wants him dead by now. Um, even though the, the warden was an asshole in himself. But, um, so, after that, he gets the codes to the ship, or the, the, the pods, the emergency pods. Um, it is cake pods. I'm sorry, it's late. <laughs> um, so I know they, it's almost bedtime. I know. So he gets the cake pods, and guess who somehow got out of containment uh, and so just a little backtrack before um, they get out of um, before everyone dies in Medway right before they know the virus is everywhere they have 
his his joint companion is they're like come with us like we can leave like you don't have to stay here and his joint companion's just like he's like he considers he's like I don't want to go like he doesn't want to leave his like his friend which is so admirable but as a joy he doesn't understand right um so then they run into that Wookiee the toddler Wookiee and his parents and it's a really sad scene the toddler Wookiee is just like he doesn't know understand his parents aren't alive anymore and it's really really sad but you're not gonna feel sad for them for long him for long now i can see like the blow up the planet <laughs> um, <laughs> you're a fan of victory <laughs> oh no yeah. um you're not you're not gonna feel sorry for him for long um
do with them is put them on this barge because in solitary confinement because they were an absolute threat. Enough, right? Yeah. So before I go in, 
torn to like when they get on the ship. What's going on with Jared? He actually gets um because of how everything is set up, his escape pod gets launched into um the hangar of the Star Destroyer that there that the original buyer saw is on. Oh, very good. This then spread to like everyone, they all die at the end. <laughs> well, no, there are survivors. But yeah. Um, so, he, so, he is, gets knocked out when he gets, he crashes, right? Um, and then going back to the other group. During all of this, the um, the oldest tail he gets bitten trying to protect Trey because Trey is still in a daze even though Han grabbed him and like yanked him, he's still not there. He's like, Dad. He's kind of like, Have you seen Night of the Living Dead? Probably. Okay. So you know the girl when she's just like, my brother, and like illogically he's like, brother, let him in. And he's like, full on zombie. That's him right now. Uh, and so he gets bitten and they find out that not only is this viral, if you are immune and you're bitten, or in some way get in contact with it, it is bacterial as well. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, because I think I think it was some some messing around. It wasn't originally viral or vice versa. I'm not sure. Um, but there was some messing around with this virus. Um, so he's trying to tend him, and well, he's like, cut this thing out of me. Yes. So she's trying to tend to his wound, as well as trying to, like, get the, uh, the bacteria, essentially, because it becomes, like, once it gets in the system, it becomes almost like its own kind of organism. And so he's just, like, get this out, and she's trying to get it out of him, right? Um, to the point that she does, but then when trying to help him leave because he is injured severely... He gets, um, he dies trying to save her because he puts his head in the way and with a, a blaster bolt. Conveniently. And yes, the zombies or the living dead have blasters still. Yes. Would it be Star Wars zombies if the zombies didn't have blasters? Yes. I think I think they should make a zombie land three, but it's just this. And somehow Woody Harrelson is in zombie land are in space. How do they get Woody Harrelson? It just makes sense. Exactly. Like I said, Woody Harrelson is in space. We just made the most peak of the Star Wars. Chewie picks up before that happens. 
it's just like, no, we're noping out of here because Han and Chewie know that he's probably not going to make it. Even if the doctor stays behind long enough, it's with the experience, they have a feeling, right? He's got a bad feeling about it. That's so bad. So he's got a bad feeling about it. They picked him up and take him far away, right? Well, so he doesn't see any of this, right? So um, he gets shot whenever the doctor is trying to, like, pull him away to, like, get to a safer location. And she gets separated from everyone because of this. She stumbles upon the laboratory that the other guy um, stumbled upon that had the black lungs and realized and finds out because she looked she's looking through everything all the documents trying to figure out why it's spreading so fast what's going on with it Vader found it on a Sith world and decided that that could be useful yeah and it was like modified in just the right way so they could spread it in quantities but they could never control it that's why they just like left the ship there they said nah this is too much bye yeah you're <laughs> someone else's problem no. <laughs> yeah. and so that's that's essentially why there's an issue why it's there and so during this, Han's trying to get the um, tractor beam down to figure every, like, to get out of there, right? And so they're figuring all this stuff out, right? Well, Jareth becomes conscious again. He gets out of the um, escape pod. He gets out of the escape pod, and he sees zombies, right? The living dead shooting all billy-billy all over the place because they're focused on um, the doctor, right? So he, like, once she's gone, they're not distracted by her anymore. They turn and see him. So he rushes over to the closest um, ship to get in. And um, he gets in, but he is met with um, emaciated and starving Imperial officers and stormtroopers. Small group, though. Um, they, tell him, they tell them their story, like, oh, they were on the ship before. They, they'll quiet down eventually, right? It'll be fine. Like, the blasters will go away soon, right? Well, Jeff then questions and is like, well, didn't you say there were, like, I don't know, like, ten of you? There's only, like, four now? Where's the rest? <laughs> Where's everyone? And so, like, their leader was like, um... Well, we got hungry, and we drew straws. I'm so sorry. She is, 
going to knock everything down to get to it. Okay. I'm back. So, so he was like, it was democratic. We, like, drew straws, essentially, to figure out who we were going to eat first. Imagine being the first one to draw the short straw. Yes. from the ship before and it was just that. 
George wasn't going over there because of them. They were being called. Mm. Yeah, so... Anyway, so he stumbles upon this. And during this, he sees his brother, Cal. Or Kale. And he's like, he's adamant because he has a um, stormtrooper helmet on. Like, as one living dead thing does. If they don't like how they look, they put a helmet on, right? Just normal, I guess. So, because the helmet on it, but he's, like, talking to them in that way that, like, his dad was talking to him. And so he's, like, can't be dead. He's, like, gotta go. Like, come on. Everything will be okay. And then he takes the helmet, or, um, Kale takes the helmet off. And it is his, um, like, his face that was, like, blown off, right? By the blaster bolt. And that's probably the most detail that's not vomit that they go into yet is his face that's how it's like i want this to be a, at least a short like i want this yeah in a movie it would, it would be great if it was a movie um so he realized that he snapped out and was like obviously my brother is dead like, no one can survive well, their skull and have their brain gone after it stopped functioning, right? Um, so, they end up, so, he ends up running away, and, and so, right in the middle of the scene, why didn't you hear in the cockpit figuring everything out, right, with the tractor beam? Chewie hears a little baby, um, booking noise, right? And the, they open the door, and turns out it was a baby Wookiee, the baby Wookiee who is wearing, or a, a toddler Wookiee, who's wearing a prison uniform. And so, Chewie's like, tells Han that, baby, we need to help, because Chewie has a big part, right? And Han is like, oh no, not again, but I guess we'll help, right? We're already helping people, but okay. Um, so, like, Han goes over, he's like, okay, where are your parents? Because yeah. obviously, you're so small, they can't be far behind. So, the toddler takes him to his parents um and you know how I told you his parents were dead earlier because of the virus well the baby's trying to feed Han and Chewie to his parents yeah, no I said like it's not such a sad moment anymore right
about the situation, right? Yeah. And Chewie's just like shell shocked about this. Um, and so that happens, and so everyone meets up except for the doctor, and they get on the uh, hover, the like moving. You really, really like <laughs> Okay, it's a long book and it's hilarious. That's why it's taking so long because I get distracted. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, they get on some transport. They're going to go see the doctor, right? Um, they'll pick her up. She's gotten surrounded. Not that you don't expect her to live, right? So then, turns she's like the only one that survives outside of Han and Chewie. I'll get there. Um, so um, everything gets situated like. Board. 
quick somehow. So Julie went back to when the screen first happened to see what was going on, right? So Hans is still on autopilot because he's like, what's going on? Because he hears another scream. Julie and the kid are in a corner, like, hiding. And the, there's the living dead eating those two, like, bony guys. Yes. Delicious and nutritious. Um, and Han doesn't know where his blaster is. Julie doesn't know where his blaster is. And then the doctor shows up out of nowhere, um, blasting it. <laughs> yeah, it's convenient. Exactly. And so then after, um, after that, they end up, very traditional haunt thing, they sell the Imperial Cruiser because technically they stole it. And they only need to be driving or flying around an Imperial, like, shit. It's a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was abandoned. Yeah. Empire would not see it that way. Um, so, they sell it. Han and Julie are like, we're going to buy back the Millennium Falcon. And Trig and the doctor are like, wasn't it impounded? Like, what do you mean? And they're like, you know most of those, like, government officials are corrupt, right? They probably sold it. And then they leave. Live happily ever after. Probably went to Chewie's parents' house. For life day. <laughs> um, and Dr. Zahara, Cody, and Craig are, like, under the guise of siblings. And basically, Dr. Zahara, Cody, found a um, letter from that one of the officers wrote before he died, knowing he was about to die and wanted it to go to his um, wife and kid. And so she's like, we're going to Chandrilla. And so, or Chandrilla, I don't know how to pronounce it, but we're going there. And they drop off, off the ladder and the wife starts falling and they're just like, uh, okay, like, what do we do? And the wife's like, do you want to come in for some tea? And they go in for some tea. And that's how it ends. And everyone who survived lived happily ever after with a little bit of PTSD. But the tea helped it. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but that's why I was like, it's basically fanfiction. Things are just inconvenient. We went longer than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs>
Ausgeglichen. 